Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of White Couch Blue Pillows. Whitworth here, and I am accompanied by the usual Michael. <laughs> Hello. Logan. Hey. And Glinsky. Hi. <laughs> wow, all right. <laughs> it's so low energy. <laughs> I probably should have like, explained that a little bit, huh? Uh, anyways, so the other day, uh, I don't remember when, but Logan and I were talking about this, and it was just some random stuff from high school, and we got onto the topic of how a buddy of mine and I would sell and give away animal crackers out of our locker, and oh, yeah. so... I figured I'd ask if uh, anybody else had any sort of bartering or uh, just like what kind of shit oh. did you guys have in your, you know, your lockers? Oh boy, I can top everyone, so you guys go first. Oh, all right. Well, uh, mine was I didn't really have anything in my locker. I had like stuff in my backpack, but I would uh, I would purposely buy. Like fifty dollars worth of uh of like candy bars in Africa to bring to the U.S. and sold them for a dollar a pop. Nice. nice. Yeah. So you know, I could I could easily make like a few hundred when I came yeah. back to America and have some dicking around money for the summer when it came. <laughs> um, for me, I guess. I didn't really do it till like my senior year, but I used to chew in high school. But I liked the good stuff, you know. So I would save all my cans of the good stuff, you know, and then I would fill it with this really cheap shit. Oh my god! <laughs> and then, oh my god! And then I would sell that to people. So Jesus like, Christ! <laughs> You could buy this, you could buy this, like, each of the good cans was, like, three, four bucks a piece. You could buy a tub of this cheap shit, which was good for, like, probably 12 to 15 cans-ish, mm -hmm. uh, for $11. So, <laughs> nice. there was a profit margin, because I would sell the, the cans of the good stuff for three, I think, because they were opened. And, uh, <laughs> I made I made quite a bit of money doing it, honestly. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so I'm nice. really not surprised because of that's... where we went to high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, that's like super illegal <laughs> now because the legal age of tobacco has been raised. Yeah, yeah. I had my supplier, and I was a I was a pusher. <laughs> <laughs> I was selling drugs to teens as a teen. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it <laughs> okay uh my turn okay so i i never sold anything per se um well i guess you can say i sold an ideology because I, I think i've told everybody in this group about it um but in high school i actually started my own religion and uh it was called natheism and it was a belief that nathans were superior and we garnered quite the following. So I photoed, copied this little booklet I'd written called The Book of Nathan. And I used to keep those in my locker and just hand them out to people. Nice. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Good cult following. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a cult. We, we were legit. Okay. 
in the words of the office you have more fun as a follower you make more money as a leader <laughs> oh, i don't know i had quite a bit of fun as a leader <laughs> yeah but um i'm pretty sure all cults say that they're legit too oh so. yeah, yeah for sure yeah but like we had a book <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that definitely separates you there yeah they had oh, the bible okay. like oh the Bible's nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, also, <laughs> let me ask you guys this: Would a cult have had its own Facebook page? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, it would, especially in the information age. It's like saying a fraternity is not a cult. Yep. Okay. Fair point. Yep. <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I think uh, I think uh, a fraternity, having been in one has more in common with a pyramid scheme than it has a cult but like any any type of deal like that has very culty vibes yeah it yeah. it pull up good numbers on the bite model you know yeah yeah know. anyway you guys uh ready for your pros and cons oh yeah yeah that's good yeah. that's a good one i i i feel like i know what all of you do but um so when you put your toilet paper on the roll at your house, you know, which way do you put it? Do you put it oh, in? I'm so excited. You I'm so excited her? to judge the rest of you. I totally feel like we've talked Front about or back. this before. Uh, uh, anyways, I, I make sure that my uh, my toilet paper is like facing out, not like towards the wall, but the like towards me. So you pull, mm. you pull from the front, not the back. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, that's yeah. how I do it too. Yeah, me too. Me too. I do that. I feel like if you do it the other way, there's just no good opportunity to tear it. Yep. And like you have to reach so, all the way up against the wall. Uh comes Glensky. I, I usually okay, yeah. Well fuck you. Anyway, um so I usually would agree with you guys. However, um the last few weeks has been an ongoing battle in my household. And uh my my wife has this bad problem of not changing like the toilet paper roll. Like I'm... she just leaves the mm. toilet paper roll on the roller and then she just sets it on the uh, like the sink counter because it's like oh, right I next to her toilet. Shit. And oh. <laughs> I'm finally taking a stand, and we've gone through like four rolls of toilet paper where it's just sitting on our um <laughs> on our, <laughs> our, our little or little counter there and you just pick it up every time unwrap what you need and put it back oh, so you don't you don't do either <laughs> one is what you're yeah. saying <laughs> yeah so it's oh, it's been an ongoing gosh. battle um i hope to one day return to the role but it's not looking likely i hope <laughs> to return to the role <laughs> one day <laughs> we will brave past these struggles hey you guys want to hear some shit real quick so me and my girlfriend have been having this same battle but today there was no toilet paper but so you shit in the roll wait 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 (laughs) no but but the roll the empty roll was taken off but a roll wasn't replaced progress no not progress (laughs) regression as a matter of fact She took the empty roll off and then put the thing back on without putting the toilet paper on it. Literally. (laughs) I was like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know I how mean, I feel about that one either, not gonna lie. <laughs> I guess you I, could I, say that's a shitty situation. Yeah. Oh, God it damn was. it. Uh, uh, like I like I'm just I'm just imagining like all the all the effort because like if you take that little cardboard cylinder out of the roll, you still have to walk over and throw that away, right? Like and while you're up, you're moving and you still don't put so, anything back there, even if it's just like on the toilet, which is not sufficient. <laughs> I just don't yeah. get it. I, yeah. I, I just remembered this, but I totally remember going over to Nathan's older brother's apartment all the time. And I used to steal the toilet paper, like the cardboard tube out of the roll and put it back on the thing. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot <laughs> you did that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That he's not lying. That is a thing he did. Wow. <laughs> I totally just remembered I used to do that to them. <laughs> God That's damn so it. strange. And, and speaking of uh, doing it to him, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna do it to y'all with a scarier sexy. And uh, today we've got uh, RTS games, real time strategy games, scarier sexy. Mm. Are we talking um, about like? The Give people me... who play them, or the concept? Oh, this is a very open-ended question. I'm very interested in your takes. Um, Give me some examples of games like that. Okay, so real-time strategy games, like a great example is uh, StarCraft and uh, Age of Empires. I don't think I've ever played what? any. Because Civs in turns, isn't it? Yeah, um, Civs. Well, turns. well, you can make it simultaneous. Yeah. Uh, I would Command, say Civ. Uh, Command and Conquer is mm, an Command RTS. and Conquer is another one. Uh, Age of Empires. Uh, any of the StarCraft games? Yeah, StarCraft. Anything like that. Um, I would say I'm hit and miss with it. So I, I mean, I guess I can't really do that, huh? I guess sexy, because I really, really <laughs> That's like... That's the most unenthusiastic <laughs> sexy I've ever heard well, in my I'm, life. It's like, well, cause I, I, like I said, I, I'm, I I'm hit and miss with it, so... Um, but I, I really love Command & Conquer, so... Mm-hmm. To me, like, that's that's my shit. Uh, I played a lot of fucking Red Alert 2 and Yuri's mm-hmm. Revenge whenever I was younger. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, sexy um, for me, I guess. Well, I've... I don't think I've really played any. If I have, I don't remember. Uh, they sound interesting. Um, I don't know how fun, how much fun I would have with them, but Logan furiously I'm, googling. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I haven't actually. I didn't look up anything, but I feel like I would have fun with them. So I guess I would say sexy. Mm. Oh. I played, like, a, a ton of them in high school. Like, Age of Empires uh, 2 was, like, really big in my high school. And so, like, people would come by and you'd have, like, LAN parties of, like, <laughs> 20, uh, 20 to 15 people, you know? And just, like, all r- rage out on, like, an Age of Empire oh, game would, that lasted a couple hours. Would Clash Royale be, like, kind of real-time strategy? I guess if you yeah. if you stretch the the yes, definition yeah. like really way out there, then like, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't consider it. But I wouldn't consider it that. But like, uh, uh. so I'm trying to think of anything like I've played that. I I would say you can count Civ Five 
as a real-time strategy game just for the sole purpose of five you all all like human players take their turns at the same time yeah that's what nathan said earlier yeah well not even just that you can set the there's a game mode that's simultaneous anyway yeah Hmm. that's crazy so with that try that sometime lads (laughs) with that definition i'm gonna have to go with incredibly sexy probably the sexiest thing we've ever talked about because uh (laughs) Civ Five is a god amongst games. Um, however, you have so many hours in <laughs> Civ Five, Glinsky. I I have a few. Um, hundred, a few hundred, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and that's not even including including Civ Three that I played when I was a kid. Um, so I'm I'm gonna have to go with uh, this one's a very firm sexy for me. Um, however. A slight hint of scary because it is scary when you like join a random game and some guy's just immediately like way better than you and mm. you just get crushed within like the first few little bit of the game. But, yeah. yeah, that's kind of why why I chose it, you know, because yep. like it's a uh, it's very alluring, you know, this uh, this new type of game, but it's scary because just like you know being uh, being a high school athlete. You know, if you're really good, you go to college, and then it's a spooky situation where you're trying to find out how good you actually are. But yeah, that that was my my <laughs> scarier sexy for you. So, lads. um, I think this brings us to another good point about the gaming community that I don't think we talk about enough, and that's um, our games getting too big. Because, for example, I, I was actually talking about this with uh, Africa today about how, like, Assassin's Creed, for example, used to be this really simple linear game. You know, you had your you had your beginning, you had your middle, you had your mission, and then you had your end. And, like, it tied up all loose ends, right? But this latest Assassin's Creed I've been playing, like, there's just so many side quests and stuff you have to do to get the whole story. And me being somebody who works a lot, like, I don't have time for that. So it's taken me over a year to finish this Assassin's Creed. And I don't even think I'm close to the end of it. So I'm starting to get the feeling that games are getting too big, at least for me, because I just, I don't have the time to play them. So for me, I would say, I I don't think so. Because I, for one, I really like a good story-driven game. So I could, I could sit there and fucking play it for hours, honestly. And even if I don't have time, you know, I'll I'll get back on it eventually. Uh, But like, I mean, take TV shows, for example. You know, I know you guys know I, I binge watch the shit out of any show that I start for the most <laughs> it's part. True. It's true. So, like, <laughs> I recommended a show to Nathan one time, and two days later, he texted me and was like, Yeah, I watched it. It's pretty good. And it had <laughs> yeah, four yeah. fucking seasons. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can binge watch a show, man. Um, so, like, with that being said, if I, if I was to put it in that perspective, because I'd be playing for the storyline itself, I could definitely do it. Like, I don't mind there being longer games, personally. Plus, uh, I don't know. As long as it's not being drug out, you know? As long as it's, it's a yeah. it's a very firm, good story, and then mm-hmm. your side quests, you're just getting, like, more lore or something like that. Yeah. I feel like it's totally okay. I, more I lore, guess, more laughs, yeah. yeah. I guess that's where my problem is, too, because there's a lot of, like, remedial quests in this last Assassin's Creed that don't make sense. Like, uh, there's one where you just talk to a person in a tower and then that's basically it. 
and it calls it a mystery quest, but it's like, it just didn't add anything to the main storyline. So I guess like the thing that bothers me is there's just this push to have a big story driven game to the point they're just adding stuff for the sake of having like more in the game. Yeah. I mean, take Skyrim, Mm -hmm. for example, like, I mean, Skyrim itself, like the base game Mm -hmm. with, if you do not do any of the side quests, you're probably only looking at a couple hours, you know, like yeah. two or three mm-hmm. hours, maybe. Uh, yeah. But, like, if you do all the side quests, you're probably adding a lot of time. But, like, those side quests also aren't shit most of the time. Like, they're yeah. fetch quests, you know. Mm-hmm. Go do yeah. this, and you'll get two gold. <laughs> yeah. But the so. thing with Skyrim, too, is, like, you, yeah, you can do just the main, like, story, but it's going to be hard because, like, you don't have all those... If you're not doing all those in-between quests and leveling up and getting perks and getting better gear, it's not going to mm-hmm. be a fun time. So, like... Yeah. Nobody really. doesn't know. I mean, everything levels mm-hmm. with you, so... Yeah, but, I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You guys are kind of touching on what uh, what I said, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit, like, a, a complete right turn on you motherfuckers. Is that... Uh, like when Glinsky and I were talking about this at, at work, I I was saying that like they're just uh, like video games as a market is predominantly aimed at like teenagers. You know, those are the people who spend the the most money like statistically on uh, on video games. But you know, we all grew up with video games, and now you know we're all working like forty to fifty hours a week. You know, so like we don't Trying have to- as pay off those gaming pcs yeah you know we don't have as much time as we as we used to and so like i find myself as a as an older individual picking up uh like more more indie titles because i can play them in a small sitting like i just just picked up uh it was on sale on steam so i just picked up moon hunters and uh, it's like really fun, really fast, and like I can play like a couple of rounds of like full, complete, like full, full like games yeah. after work, you know, and still have time to get on and bullshit with you guys or play some Rocket League or some Civ, and yeah. uh, like it just it, it seems like uh, the the games really aren't for like uh, like like adults anymore, and as we like reach that that sort of area like it's not a bad thing that games are huge and can have a lot of hours like i think that's a good thing because if you want to you can sink into like a big open world game with a lot of content but a a side effect of that is i can't remember the last game that was Uh, large and open world that i have actually finished so uh, well yeah but another reason for the games being so much longer now though is you got to put it into perspective of like the game developer themselves they want these people to play these games and then what Mm -hmm. usually happens whenever people finish the games they're like oh when's the next one we want the next one Mm -hmm. and so so, like if they extend it and make mm -hmm. it longer and maybe they drop you know expansions Mm -hmm. for them regardless if they're free or not that's still expanding that game and it allows people to, you know, still have fun with that game while developers are making the next game, you know? So that's, uh, no, that's, like, the huge thing. 
I, that kind of gets me into another thing. Like, this one's a little off topic, but all the, like, microtransactions in games now, too. Oh, yeah, it's fucking like, dumb. See, e- so those, even... those have changed, though. Sorry to cut you off, yeah. but, like, because, oh, no, you know, good. they used to do DLCs, so you'd pay mm-hmm. for the, the, the map pack, the... Mm-hmm. Like I'm speaking all these old words, like people don't say that anymore. <laughs> people don't say map pack or yeah. DLC. Now they just mm-hmm. say expansions. Uh, but mm-hmm. like, uh, to me, like, what am I trying to say? Uh, I'm okay with. I'm kind of okay with it now because you do get these mm-hmm. expansions for free, and the only mm-hmm. thing you really have to pay for is the microtransaction, which is like yeah. a battle pass or something. But well, at the same time, because we're not paying for those those DLCs, the map packs, it seems mm-hmm. like they're getting shittier. Well, well, it's not even the DLCs that bother me. It's just like you get some games like Call of Duty. I'm going to call them out on this to get a lot of the like really good up to date weapons without just having to grind for them. It's literally just a microtransaction for like a twenty dollar pack to get the gun with the yeah. skin on it. Well, and, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. why, mm-hmm. if you think about it, that's why mm-hmm. content is getting shittier and, mm-hmm. and like, there's less, like, main content because mm-hmm. companies are fucking drowning in all the money they get from all this stupid shit, like, mm-hmm. skins yeah. and everything like, else that, Fortnite, yeah. like, they're, mm-hmm. they're, Fortnite, yeah. yeah, their mindset is, we mm-hmm. are making a fucking boatload of money doing this, so why should we do this? Yeah. So they're... Yeah. They're putting everything, like, they're doubling down on just, like, cosmetic shit and garbage that not a lot of people really want. Instead Mm -hmm. of, like, expanding the game itself and adding features or new maps or, Mm -hmm. like, actual good, like, DLC and shit like that. Because they can make all the money they could ever want with a skin that's just retextured. Like, they can change the colors of one skin. That came out a long time ago, and people buy the shit out of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So hear me out. This is that that issue is in large part because of uh, mm-hmm. of what I was talking about before, right? So you've got people like us, you know, who work who work a lot, but still enjoy video games. So we have the the money, but we don't have the time, you know. And so to get access to that new gun in COD. You know, uh, you could play 15 matches where you have to do these specific things and then you get the new uh, the new battle axe like uh, like like was in uh, Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. Or you just shell out some cash and get that shit right now. And uh, and and that's why that these microtransactions exist like uh, in uh, in. When we were all still playing Fortnite, you know, back in back in the the building days, uh, the the joke was, you know, ah, somebody got a hold of mommy's credit card. But I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, maybe it is. Occasionally on the news, you'll see like such and such kids spent an exorbitant amount of money on their parents' credit card. But I don't think skins or loot boxes or any of that nonsense is really developed with children in mind i think it's developed with uh like us in mind how can we capitalize on our aging uh gamer 
gamer population well, who has a lot of money, or at least enough money, but doesn't have the time to earn these kinds of things. Well, I'm just going to use Logan as an example here, um, as kind of like a counter-argument. Is I used to I used to play Fortnite with Logan all the time, and I believe towards like I can't remember what season, but a few seasons in, he actually sat down and like did the math on how much he spent on that game. Yep, and it was well over a thousand, if I remember correctly. No, <laughs> uh, it it was like eight hundred and something dollars just for fucking skins. Yeah, yeah which is crazy. <laughs> I think so, I was I wasn't too far behind you. I was like. Either I think yeah. I was in anywhere between four to six hundred myself. But yeah, but and... that at that time, too, I, my argument yeah. is at that time the game mm-hmm. was really fucking good and it was really yeah. fun to play. Yeah. But so what, what I was I, gonna I was... say is that you you don't do that anymore though. You don't like spend as much on microtransactions. Yeah, because I fucking hate well, it. Well, not for that game yeah. though. It depends upon the <laughs> game because if you really enjoy it, are you, I mean, yeah. why why not pay <laughs> for that? Yeah, and that's sure. that's the whole thing with free to play games having microtransactions because it mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah I really enjoy this game I want to buy that for a you know it's kind of like yeah. a when um a Deep Rock Galactic came free to PlayStation Plus and all of us started playing that you know the first thing one of the first things I did honestly once we were playing it I bought the fucking the uh developer shit like the mm-hmm. To yeah, support, the skin to support packs, them, the cosmetic you know? packs, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, to support them because like I enjoyed the game, so I'm gonna support it, and that's that's another like thinking mm-hmm. process as those microtransactions. Like, well, I like this game, and I want to support them. Yeah. yeah, and it's the same with like Rocket League. Like, whenever yeah. there was actual like loot boxes, like crates. I, yeah, yeah, I spent fucking ungodly amount of money on fucking keys, but yeah, I didn't do as much as I. I now wish i kind of would have actually <laughs> yeah. But, yeah but i i liked playing it i like the cosmetics i like the trading system i like to like it's like a little bit of gambling yes but oh it's definitely gambling it's yeah 100 gambling but that's when it was good too like you were actually getting good things like mm-hmm. now i don't even buy the passes because they're just hot fucking garbage oh yeah there's two ever since current past that even look remotely worth it yeah but ever since like epic took over it's been shit like i don't i'm not gonna support a game that doesn't give me good content you know and Mm -hmm. and if anybody has an argument well well they can only make good content if you give them money no epic has no they got they got billions billions of fucking dollars they got fuck off money yeah They could make stuff that's good, but every and I'm gonna go back to the the where they target this. They I don't think they target it towards adults at all. Really, I definitely think it's towards kids. They target kids because mm-hmm. kids are the ones playing the games more, you yeah. know. And mm-hmm. like, if you can get a kid to want a skin really bad, they will fucking beg and beg and beg until their parents mm-hmm. finally give in and ultimately buy it for them. Like. Well, it's kind of like but, uh, on Fortnite as well, you know, emotes, like, a lot yeah. of that comes from memes, and who's the main pers- people, like, age-wise, that look at memes, you know? Yeah. That's yeah, like... usually young adults or teenagers, Yeah, and so that's... Or me. 
Well, yeah, but <laughs> still, you, you get what I mean, though. Yeah. yeah. Memes now kind of suck, though. It's all just Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. <laughs> Dude, honestly, <laughs> the only memes I used to look up were like the cringiest fucking yeah, like, me too. most offensive thing <laughs> because <Christ>. scar humor. <laughs> it's, it's the that, funny stuff. Yeah. You're describing like yeah. being an edgy teenage boy to me. <laughs> yeah, but like, like you don't get those oh, memes anymore. <laughs> look at this this uh, this cringy edgy humor. Aren't I such adult? <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, I don't even look at memes anymore half the time. I used to send them out to everybody. I ah, yes, like, the boomerification takes us off. Yeah. Yeah, shit. Went a little off topic on that one, but I mean... Uh, well, I... You know, I feel like it's, it full-circled, though. Like, it was... Yeah, absolutely. It's just, like... It, it seems to me... Like, a lot of games saw the success of Skyrim, right? And said, ah, we need to emulate that without really realizing what made Skyrim really good, which was that there was a story that you could blitz through, but there was content everywhere around you, and if you chose to engage with it, you could get hours and hours and hours out of the story. But they told a good, a, a decent story quick fast and in a hurry and if you wanted mm -hmm. to bust it out in a weekend because you had a weekend to do it you could yeah 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 and sure. like uh i want to use fallout 4 as an example too uh it has three different like main story lines slash endings i like that game is good so i played like uh, one of them uh, don't oh uh, dude I just took psychic damage from you telling me Fallout 4 was good. It was really good. It is yeah, a good like game. What's bad? What do you never played Fallout 4? What do you think is bad about it? Oh, uh, nuclear like... warfare. Oh god damn it! Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, like, for one, it has like the really long intro that like everybody hated about Fallout 3. And that, like, most people who had the ability to modded out of the game. And then, well, yeah. and then it had, uh, like, the, it had, like, less quests in it than, uh, than other titles. And you had to go to, like, crazy different locations to get quests. You weren't, like, surprised with quests on all the time. And the random encounters weren't typically uh like quest oriented. It was like combat oriented. Which is fine. It's fun, but like it didn't have the same like uh depth of, of story. Like you had to go hunting for story and depth and quests in Fallout 4. And the Minutemen are just terrible. Like well, yeah, that, I'll that give whole you that. quest line is just awful. I'll give you that. I'll <laughs> I you that. think Everybody knows Fallout 76 was the best. Yes, Fuck. absolutely. God. Oh, God, I was kidding. <laughs> oh, I have one. Yeah, I know. You make me want to punch things just saying that. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it, it was ex ex terribly bad. That, it was so horrible. <laughs> that game is the biggest fucking disappointment other than my biological father never talking to me. Oof. <laughs> my gosh. Oof. 
Oh, I just feel like I just got hit with an anvil. No, it's fine. That... No, it's fine, he says. <laughs> what the that... fuck? <laughs> that game is the biggest pile of fucking horseshit and ever. And it, it's unfixable. They can never get me to play that game ever again. Yeah, absolutely. It's like um I I think that's a good like stepping off point from uh from like what I said about Skyrim. You know, as somebody saw the success of games like like Rust, Conan Exiles and predominantly the giant in the room arc and just went, "Uh, let's make one of those." And Fallout mm-hmm. and the, the the Bethesda just decided to make one on their uh their franchise that is centered around, you know, just like story and NPC NPCs and just like uh, companions that have in-depth backstories and just uh, removed all of that shit. Yeah. Just... <laughs> it's like, Hey, uh, here's a game. Can't, you can't talk to other characters unless they're real people, uh, which also they will always shoot you when they see you. Uh, two. We're gonna give you a story, but it's only about four and a half hours long. Uh, three. We're gonna make the uh the final part of the story, um, really really high level. Like you have to be at least you have to put at least like a hundred hours into this game before you can even think about beating this final boss. Even though the story is only four and a half hours long, yeah, you're just gonna have to find shit to do. That's Fallout 76. Grind. That's Fallout 76, period. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's terrible. The only fun that I had uh like looking up stuff about Fallout 76 was that uh one of the developers was in one of their big servers and had built a base and uh players would non-stop nuke their settlement. The, the yeah. developer's settlement they nuked it so bad they turned it into like literal dust like there was a yeah. mechanic in the game that you couldn't settle a place if it had been nuked too many times and they just yeah. did that to their settlement <laughs> yeah and another i'm sorry i'm ranting but another thing that pissed me off i'm here for it was from from the very start when they announced the game they said they were going to have private servers where you mm-hmm. could just play with your friends that shit never they happened. Fi- <laughs> they find no, they did, but you have to fucking pay for it. You have to pay a monthly subscription. Microtransactions. With the, with the uh, Minecraft route on that one, huh? Yeah. yeah. So like, hey, Minecraft is worth it though. Hey, you want to have your own world with your friends? Fucking give us fifteen dollars a month. Literally, I actually don't know how much it is, but it's not cheap to have your own worlds. And <clears throat> yeah, that shit's dumb. I hope Starfield is good, or else I'm... Uh, He's going to the podcast about it. <laughs> Starfield uh, looks really good, but I guess we'll see. Uh, no. <laughs> I know how you feel. I felt uh, very similarly about, uh, about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Like I was kind of let down by, uh, by Borderlands 3. Yeah, the DLCs are excellent. But I was kind of let down by Borderlands 3, and so I was just kind of like, man, I really hope Wonderlands is really good. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't think I'm ever buying a, a, a Borderlands IP ever again. 
<laughs> so far, we've been having a good time with it. Yeah, it's we been have. Fun. It's been really yeah. fun. It's been good. It's been good. I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, you know, you could always uh, hop in on the phone. Um, it's, just... it's not that it doesn't look good. It's just I, I don't know. I never played Borderlands. I I know it's different, but mm-hmm. well, you know, style. I get it. Yeah, I'll wait till it, it goes on sale. There we go. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. very possible. Yeah. So we'll still uh... say yeah after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Logan. I appreciate you. So, speaking of yes. Um, so what do you guys do with stray animals in your community? Like I, I was raised, most of our dogs were, most of the dogs that we had growing up had actually been like dropped off, um, like out in the woods by our house, um, as strays. And we always ended up like adopting them. They always made really good pets. And I also had a neighbor that fed like all the stray cats and stuff. So um, my question is, is what would you guys do? Would you guys like just ignore the strays because you want them to go away? Or do you actually just like throw some food out there occasionally? Well, uh, I'm in the same boat as you. Like every, almost every single dog I had growing up was like one that had been dumped and like made its way to our place, you know. But we always like fed them and mm-hmm. kept them around and shit. And yeah. they stayed forever like. Uh, mm-hmm. not too long ago, there was a Great Pyrenees that showed up like a long time ago, and yeah. like we got off the bus, and we like me, my cousin, and my brother like better <laughs> better <fed> gushers. Fucking <laughs> 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 yeah, and she stayed, and then she's been there for well, yeah. she passed away a couple months ago, but yeah. she, she was there for like. I want to say like 12, 13, 14 years, like never yeah. left. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but... No, strays really make the best dogs. Like they, they never forget like who, who took them in. Yeah, yeah. She was a good dog mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So I'd say probably, mm, I wouldn't say half of mine that I ever picked up were strays, but like, we've picked up our fair share of strays as well and it's just one of those things kind of the same thing you know i was out riding bikes with my my brother and like a couple friends and stuff and we just found this for one it was like a giant lab like this guy was oversized and um he was just out and about had you know no collar no nothing and this is like out in the middle of nowhere like we lived off of a highway and so like literally somebody just dumped him off uh and we just we went home grabbed something real quick and i think it was like a steak honestly i think my (laughs) my stepmom literally like just cooked dinner and like we had steak Mm -hmm. and so we were just like fuck it we grabbed it and uh fed it to this dog and he followed us home and then just eventually became part of the family so Mm -hmm. i it's really awesome i don't understand the people that can do that to an animal in the yeah. first place, yeah. like dump them or just out in the middle of nowhere. You no, know, I'd always, oh, yeah. I'd always talk always shit to my to my pet, like giving him shit, and tell <laughs> him like, "Oh, fuck you! I'll put you out on the street." But I would never do it, you know. No, yeah. yeah. Well, and like even adopting from shelters too. Like I, I don't think honestly I'm ever gonna buy from a breeder again unless like 
I just legitimately want them purebred. But yeah. like my my rescue cat, like freaking love her. She's awesome. <laughs> and uh so yeah, I, I definitely think like taking in strays is a good thing to do because I would argue pretty much every time they're a good pet. It's just they had a shitty family before you. For sure. Also yeah. going on that pure breed though, like mm-hmm. a lot of times all that is is like literally it's incest they've like yeah like there's always mm-hmm. issues with a purebred mm-hmm. dog because they've just yeah. bred them with like their brothers and sisters yeah like pretty it's much. it's mm-hmm. it actually is kind of fucked up yeah. uh mm-hmm. dogs so, like forever, you really yeah. have to watch who you're buying them from if yeah. you're buying purebreds like uh is it the is it the boston terrier the ones that are like they have the real like smushed in faces to the point that some of them actually have to have like nasal surgery to open up their airways. Uh, a lot of just bulldogs, bulldogs, bulldogs. Pugs. any yeah. any sort of like dog from that family for the most part. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you guys all gave those uh, those lovely feel good answers. And, oh no! Um... Don't be that guy. <clears throat> Don't be that guy. <laughs> so now, personally. I have only taken in one stray, and uh, oh, by I, <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean my ex-wife, and uh, we we gave the cute little the cute little feller a home and all that nice stuff, and I'd do it again, even though even though I really didn't like that dog, but I, and I'd do it again, you know, it's the right thing to do, and uh, you know, stray pets and mutts they make the the best animals. However, in Africa, um, I never. The, there there were no strays um they got eaten uh yeah oh yeah. boy um okay yeah uh there there was no uh there was no bringing a steak out to the uh <laughs> out, out out to the, the 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 stray dog in the woods he just became stew <laughs> so there uh, there weren't any strays to pick up uh, that are moseyed around the streets, and you could become the you could like take them into your home and make them your pet. Imagine just seeing a lost dog photo being hung up by some little girl, and you're just like, "Oh shit, I ate that thing yesterday." <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, uh, like, like, no joke. Before I was born, right? My uh, my parents when they left to the U.S. They left a dog, right? And when they came back, the dog was dead and buried. And so my dad asked them where they buried the dog. And so uh, he said, oh, we buried it around here. And my dad brought a shovel. And the guy who told, uh, who told him that, uh, that uh, like, where the dog was buried, he brought a shovel and said, well, then show me the bones. And the guy <laughs> said, ah... Uh, uh, we we ate it. The bones aren't there. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, uh, uh, in America, we we like think of pets as like kids, you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and like yeah, that's not a bad thing. It's just that's that's the societal norm. But like, their animals are food, or their their food first companions, maybe. <laughs> and uh yeah uh, that's uh that's uh, there there were no strays to pick up because normally they had become stew 
so I, I'm just gonna switch gears here. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so a good go idea. Back to your old dog, um, and I'm oh, gonna dear. give you the benefit of the doubt that if your ex-wife didn't baby the motherfucker the way she did, it would have been different. I think that <laughs> dog was doomed from the beginning. From the first time I fed it Chinese food. <laughs> Not yeah. really. No, and no, then it just I, I constantly expected table scraps after I that. 100% blame uh, the other person. The other human, yes. Um, yeah. Because I feel like if you would have taken it in and taken care of it without a benefit of the doubt, like that dog shit on the floor, that dog was going to know not to shit on the floor again. Yeah. Well, Whereas you know, I, I grew up that around. happened with her, she was like, oh... It's okay, and then hugged it, and then fucking flushed the, the shit. Like, on the wait, thing. I don't yeah. even have to go outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, I grew up. I grew up around like like big dogs, and like dogs have always been like at least in my family have always been like outside fellers. You know, like we had a we had a carport growing up, and it was like a hot climate because you know Africa. So yeah. it wasn't like an issue of you knew you know they needed to come inside in the winter or you know it, it never got cold enough for them to need like any shelter other than you know like shelter from the rain and the wind. And we had a nice carport for them to to hang out in. But I grew up around big dogs, and like I know how to train dogs. I know how to like yeah. do that. Uh, do that. That the alpha shit is stupid. It doesn't really work, but like you can incentivize your dog to do what you want it to do because, you know, like through treats and affirmation and like light discipline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to beat the shit out of your dog oh, to make no. it yeah, learn. You do not. Yeah. I I hate people that do that. Like anytime I see someone like hit an animal, like hit hit it yeah. pisses me off because that's yeah, not... that doesn't work no. so we You're trained d- our dogs with a newspaper and so yes like, so like sound, we pull out the newspaper they sound. fucking they know and they just fucking yeah. take off <laughs> yeah like so. any dog we had was like it's like a verbal like authority thing mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you get louder pretty like, much yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they'll learn yeah yeah <laughs> but like even like a quick snap, like, "Hey, don't do that," <laughs> you know. Yeah, for the most part, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I also had outside dogs and inside dogs, so like, I, I know what you mean. And most of the time, I don't think I've really had any small dogs other than I had a, a dachshund, and uh, he yeah. was a fucking angry little shit. <laughs> I still stole from him. Yes. Um, like other than that, like I've mainly had I, big dogs. So I think the best dog I ever had was a giant dog. He was a lab black Russian terrier mutt. So he's he was massive. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the black Russian terrier, but they're bred to be guard dogs, and that had to be the friendliest dog I ever met in my life. That's how it always is, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think I've talked about it before, but. My parents used to breed mastiffs, like English mastiffs. I did not know oh that. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I don't, cool. I don't think you've ever told me. Yeah, that's another big part of like pets that mm-hmm. I hated because, like, 
we'd obviously always have puppies, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. but I always hated seeing the puppies go because I'd get mm-hmm. so attached to them, you know? Yeah. And we were also younger. So like, <laughs> yeah, like I would always get attached to like one, usually like the runt, like the smallest one. Yeah. And like, it always go because mm-hmm. everyone always wanted them because they're smaller. Mm-hmm. But, like yeah. a runt English Mastiff is still big, you know. Yeah, it's a big boy. <laughs> but they're smaller, yeah. I I feel that we had uh mutt German shepherds in uh in in Africa, and so like we would have every 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 year we would have puppies. <laughs> so you know they're always we try and find them good homes and stuff and. Yeah, I, I I know what you know what you mean. Uh, there was one that I still remember. I called him Socks. I, I shouldn't have named him. He was leaving. Like uh, it was just psychic Oof. damage as a child. But I called him Socks because yep. he had little white, uh, like uh, only white fur on his feet, and mm-hmm. then the rest of him was black and brown. And uh, and yeah, no, it, it was just always it, it <clears throat> taught me about you know like life and stuff. But it was always just hard to like develop a relationship with one of the with one of the puppies and just like be like oh yeah that's my dog and like no no it's not your dog it's going someplace else <laughs> yeah. yeah i had like the last one i ever got attached to was like the last one like it was the one i like got super attached to and like i named it and everything i think i named it like shiloh some fucking dumbass name ah ah you were watching them movies and reading them <laughs> books <laughs> yeah yeah but that was like the last one because like I like bawled to my parents because I want to keep this puppy so fucking bad. And then mm-hmm. like I had to go away. And then I like usually they would go to like their sales or whatever. And most of the time they would come back with like a few because they just didn't sell them all at that time, you know. And yeah, I yeah. like they left that day and I fucking prayed and prayed and prayed that fucking dog would come back. And it didn't, and I was very emotionally damaged from there on out, so I never got attached to a puppy again. <laughs> Damn. Um, I, my parents only ever, like, had pups one time. Uh, and it was with my boxer, but I, like, I was already in high school at the time, so, like, I didn't really get attached to it. I knew it was happening. <laughs> I knew what we were doing. And we didn't sell them either. We literally just gave them all out to, like, yeah. friends and stuff. So it was pretty cool. All right. <laughs> well, we're going to yeah. go, like, oh, that's way off topic here. <laughs> but uh, so you guys know how, for the most part, you get a tapeworm, right? I've never uh, had one. No, uh, I, I know. Well, I know how you typically you get, get them. <laughs> saying how you typically get one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Like TV or something. Contaminated water, uh, or like raw and undercooked. Uh, I think it's usually pork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's beef and pork, but yeah. more specifically, pork. mainly pork because pork's disgusting. You yeah. can also get it from a 1940s hey, fad we, diet. We could go on pork. This is true. Another time, because <laughs> no, I'm not saying. Whole... No, I know. I'm... Like you said, it's disgusting. I was like, hey, we will we, have a whole another conversation about that because they pork. Are, you're right. Pigs pork are is good, disgusting. yes, but pigs are fucking nasty. Yeah. So. Well, like 
Okay. Yeah. Well, again, we'll, we yeah. can go on that we'll another go. time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so not necessarily the way that people get it, but I have a today I learned, and this I I didn't really know, but you can get one that they can grow up to eighty feet long. Yes. And mm-hmm. live in a human for up to thirty years. Yep. yep. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, obviously, I knew. Like, you could have him for a while. I didn't know how long it could get and how long they could actually, like, live in somebody. Well, That's fucking wild. I think most of the time, I don't think they would ever hit that cycle because I feel like it would kill you first. Yeah, I mean, you'd definitely be having some sort of fucking problems. And yeah, if you couldn't figure out what that was, I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd pray for you. Because you, if you have a tapeworm, you get, like, no nutrients yeah like, no you you I'm like uh Ill, you? you like mm-hmm. eat and eat and eat and lose hella weight yeah just like an in, a, an unhealthy amount of weight quickly yeah, and that's why most people like you know a lot of people do like give themselves tapeworms on purpose yeah uh, right. but like mm-hmm. imagine like having one and like it deposits eggs and shit in your body like <laughs> you uh that's fucked that's the other reason why it's contaminated water is the typical way you yeah, get they them usually have is you shit them eggs. out. Yeah. 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 You shit out the yeah. eggs with the your additional with your with your excrement. So like if you're if there's a like human feces up a river and you drink and you drink that contaminated water, then you are, you know, extremely more likely to get a uh, a parasite from that. Yeah. Are you ready for a second today I learned? Or maybe you already knew this. That there are there are white blood cells, Monster Hunter worlding it out in your uh, digestive tract right fucking now. And uh, they're specifically uh, allocated to, uh, to fight parasites hmm. and can- uh, cancer cells. They're called esonophils. And, uh, and, and yeah. I've actually heard of that. I mean, I don't know much about it, but I, I've definitely heard about it before. I'm pretty sure that's a like a biology one thing. Yeah, like you learn yeah. about that relatively early. Yeah, that's like I, I know I've heard of that, but I like I might not know a whole lot about it, but I know I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I I was kind of dumbfounded when I read that tapeworms can get up to eighty foot long. Like, yeah, if you think about wild. well. Your intestines themselves are fucking long. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, there's people that don't notice it too. Like, people that get tape. There's some people that get tapeworms and don't realize that's a thing. But how would happening. you not realize that? Like, because even if you like, you would notice that something's off, and then like. If you went to the doctor, wouldn't you just find out? Uh, it's relatively easy to figure out. That's, like, that's what I would think. You have they can do a blood sample and then see that you have like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so like, how would you not realize? <laughs> well, to to like re- uh, to contextualize how long that uh, that tapeworm is, your uh, your small intestine is typically between nine and sixteen feet. Yeah. In length. Pretty long, yeah. Uh, that's like, oh, <laughs> that's like a lot of fucking extra room. Obviously, you know your large intestine is 
Yeah, I mean, that's way like, longer. Yeah. But that's like yeah. nine times the size of your fucking small intestine, though. <laughs> like, yeah, that's fucking insane. <laughs> and that's the thing, too, that like they're super easy to like find. Like if if something's like happening, you go to the doctor, they take a blood sample. They're going to know that you have a parasite or something in there. And they're relatively easy to get rid of like in modern times too i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you just take an antibiotic and it just kills it yeah yeah you that's shit it out usually what it yeah. is yeah. But, well, even whenever even if you don't take antibiotics i'm pretty sure you do poop out uh parts of it don't you uh um, typically if it gets long enough yeah, yeah it'll it'll peek its way out of there and then yeah. you would obviously know then too because yeah oh growing a tail <laughs> Jesus Christ! So, so you're a large intestine. You got a little white snake. <laughs> your large intestine is about five additional feet. So, yeah. like, you're looking at like, like twenty one feet of uh of like lengthwise in your in your intestines. So, yeah. like, the fact that it can get up to that size means that hopefully. They found it in a different organism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I feel like you would know way before it even got close to being the size of your, I, even I your wonder, small intestine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can elephants get tapeworms? Is that, that uh, I'm sure sense. most mammals can um, get tapeworms. Um, yeah. Anything with the same kind of setup, I'm sure, because that's how they live. It's just in your digestive. Yeah, I mean, it's just a parasite so i don't yeah. see why i, I mean yeah. i don't know but I, I don't see why it wouldn't be able to anything with the stomach and like intestines i feel like it would they thrive in that because it's the same operating system as us you know yeah mm-hmm. although but like holy shit i mean a lot of animals are able to eat so raw meat so i guess that could be different as well i looked it up by the way the longest tapeworm was re- 18 meters, which, um, and it was removed from a man's rectum in Thailand. Damn. So it, it yeah, Damn. apparently they can get that big in a human. That's just ridiculous. He was 76 year, 70 or 67 years old and came to the doctor explaining about extreme stomach ache and flatulence. I wonder how long that thing had been there then. A long time. Like l- almost half of his lifetime, possibly. Probably. That's <laughs> kind of crazy that you can actually live that long with something sucking that much nutrients away from you. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it could be, I mean, as Parasite, so... like, you know, if, if, uh, supplier dies parasite dies so yeah that makes sense that makes good i sense. mean maybe it would just adjust to the nutrients that it is provided so well, yeah but parasites operate in the sense like they kill what they're like in though yeah you know well yeah like that's how their life cycle works like they just produce and produce like eggs as much as they can not all and parasites. 
or aim to kill. I didn't say all, I said most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so they also, like, I'm just kind of reading this article too. He had 28 eggs inside of him too that had to be removed. And the thing was so long that they couldn't remove it traditionally, so they had to give him, like, medicine that would kill it. And then he basically just shit it out. Yeah. The entire next day. Uh, and it was because uh-huh. he had gotten it because from an early age he started eating nothing but raw beef and pork. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that'll do it. That'll yeah. do her. And That's uh, crazy, the thing with animals too, like I feel like, like what you said, Nathan, like they eat raw meat all the time too. I feel like they have, they definitely have different like immune systems. You yeah. Know, to battle mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah, so, yeah, it's kind of but, what my thought process on on it was. So. Yeah, like we've evolved into <clears throat> creatures that eat cooked stuff, so we don't really have that. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. so we don't have the com- combatants there to get rid of that shit. Yeah, I mean that makes good. That makes it's not good even sense. just. I've never parasites. heard. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, you're you're fine. Uh, I never heard anyone like uh like say it like that before, but that makes a lot of good sense, Logan. That like we've just uh like our environment has shaped us to eat like cooked food because that's the best caloric way to consume the food that we eat, and that like we haven't developed some of the same resistances that other animals have because they don't have fire. Well, yeah, that's how evolution works. Yeah. yeah like- period <laughs> like the like, shit that ate raw meat like got diseases and died and didn't produce reproduce yeah. you know mm-hmm. and obviously yeah. it doesn't even just have to be parasites you know we get illnesses from raw meats too yeah um, it's like salmonella and stuff yeah. like that yeah. yeah i just thought that was interesting because i i did not realize how long they could actually get inside the human body and how long they could live yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, fun little tidbit, I guess. But all right, I think that's about it for today. Uh, you want to take us out? Yeah, of course. <clears throat> We've been four guys out here living life, shooting the breeze. Hope you all have a great rest of your day, and thanks for listening to us. See ya. Bye. Later. <laughs> a low energy.